Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name's Dan O'Rourke, and this is the Summer Short Series. Today you're going to join myself, AJ, and Eric as we have a great conversation around leadership with Brett Powell. Enjoy. You know, there's another uh, leader that, that Father James is fond of. His name is Jesus. You know, there's a couple things around the subtle lessons of leadership from Jesus that, that you thought you might help us zone in on and just to speak to. Anyone who desires to be great must become a servant. And many leaders, corporate and in the church, whose motive is to advance their own agenda, their own reputation, their own personality, anything that is not in that spirit of, of selfless service and sacrifice. And we have to continually return to that, that it ultimately is, why are we doing this? What is motivating the things that we do? And it has to be selflessness. It's not an easy thing, though, is it? Like, I think a lot of people, especially people who are drawn to leadership, would, would struggle with that very element. It's challenging sometimes to making sure that you're keeping that idea of here's what I want from people in check as opposed to here's what I want for people is an absolute challenge. The more out of check your ego is, uh, the more out of check your pride is, the more likely you are to, to, to mess that up. You know, in the church world, it comes right down to influence. Right. What would you say to, to pastor or, or leader inside of a parish who might be struggling with this very element? If we were in that conversation, what would you say to them? If you're wondering that, there's probably a good chance there's an element of that in your life, mm, frankly. Enough, yeah. Now, and the reality is, and this is why we all need a savior. Like this is a, something that's in our nature. Okay, we have fallen nature. We just have to understand that. Within each one of us, there is weeds and there is wheat. All of us as leaders need to be continually, you know, examining our own heart. I think though, as well, this also speaks to how important it is to have people as fellowship in your life. I mean, people that are like a Barnabas was to Paul, people that love you and respect you, but are not enamored by your celebrity. You know, they can speak the unspoken to you and in your life when that needs to happen. It's like Father James Mallon, the story of him essentially stepping down as pastor of St. Benedict's and the selfless act really that that was, allowing others to rise and being willing to let go was his greatest act of leadership to date. We have to be willing to give in order to give space for Jesus to come in and, and, and you know, give back. Being willing to ask the kind of what's the right thing for the kingdom, that's always got to be front and center. Leadership is definitely a factor that moves an organization from good to great, but it's a particular form of leadership that they have to have humility, that they are serving something bigger than themselves. Learning leadership from Jesus is not complicated. It really means two things. It means spend, spending time in the Gospels, which is primarily where we see and see his life as a leader and as a savior and everything else, and prayer. It's not complex. It, it has to be simple. He met every single situation in the Gospels with perfection. His response was always perfect, but it wasn't following a repeatable script. And so uh, when you look at it and study it, you could sort of put the lens that on one end of the spectrum, his responses were very often tender, you know, just absolute compassion and tenderness. But at the same time, when you read the Gospels, on the other extreme is fierceness. But it's that ability to navigate each of those situations and to know what does this situation need? Because ultimately, every situation Jesus looked at as an opportunity to incarnate the Father's heart. And sometimes that's incredibly tender, but it can also be fierce. But in reality, he's <laughs> often like William Wallace or, you know, Maximus out of Gladiator. I think the reality is we lean into the tender Jesus. That's often our predisposition. 
that all love the, the love of Jesus. But, you know, Jesus and God is not just love, but also justice. Both are at play in terms of whom he is, right? Whenever you start, quote unquote, leading somebody or managing them, before you have that first corrective thing, if you will, it's very important to tell them, I'm going to do this. Leadership is always relational in nature. And sometimes when you're leading a big organization, or let's say you're leading a big church, how would your leadership differ if you were only leading one person in the congregation? And that's how Jesus approached it. And that's where his brilliance comes from. He was fully present in the moment with every person that he interacted with. And that's why he always executed perfectly. What would be some of the barriers? What would, what would stop them from recognizing that, that they're not in that kind of a relationship? I think one of the things I would suggest is that we have to evaluate where we're spending our time. Like at the end of a week, how much time did you have quality with a single person? Because if as a leader, we are always in teams or big group contexts or something, something's being lost. And you could tell me you're really busy. Well, study the Gospels because Jesus had a lot of one-on-one time and he's pretty occupied being the Savior of the world. So it will tell us, like, are we willing to go into those into those spaces and have those conversations? We can't be so removed from that. We will lose something. Something is significantly lost in the ministry of a leader when he's always dealing with groups. Uh, we call it prophetic listening when in, in relationship, like you said, Brad, that's the foundation of, of everything. You're in relationship, authentic relationship with these people. And you listen and say, okay, Lord, where is this person? And then you have a great expectation for them. Father, what are you doing in their lives and their hearts um, right now? And then the third thing is, how, how can I be a part of that? How are you calling me to co-work with you in this person's life. It's, it's so personal. And yeah, it's so mm-hmm. personal, so uh, humble. They're, they're literally meditating on the good of somebody else. And I see it, I'm amazed at how they, they operate. Question I've always got to be asking myself and the discipline I try to be in is when I look at those people in our congregation, mm-hmm. not just to be asking, how do I you know, get them slotted in somewhere and then leave them, but to say, how do I kind of go on this journey with them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so... I want to be the one helping them find a place to serve, for example, but I also want to be the one who comes along and, and ask them to leave that and do something else sometimes, right? Yeah. Right. To step into a different level or a different kind of, of leadership. Is this idea that as leaders, one of our jobs is to recognize the potential of our people. And even Jesus kind of manifested this and gave an example. Like he said to his disciples, you will do greater things than what you've seen me do. And if as leaders, all we did was communicate to people their dignity, worth, and potential, and then release them with the fullness of the voice that they have for the world, we have done amazing things. As a leader, one of my jobs is to just simply remove the obstacles for my people so that they can flourish. Like telling them you believe in them and you think they can do it. I must decrease and he must increase. Like if our people, in a certain sense, turn their back on us, if you will, to pursue intimacy with Jesus and to pursue discipleship and whatever it is that he has in mind, we've won. This is not about people leaving. It's no, this is exactly Mm. what we should all want is our people to find Jesus and to find their voice in him and go scream and yell and sing that voice for the whole world. See, I'm reminded of some wisdom from Dallas Willard. And he said that the primary work of God is to find people in whom he can entrust his power. And I'm thinking of that because, AJ, as you're talking about, what, what is the power of God? Well, ultimately, God works through people. So he's looking at what leaders can I entrust my people to? Who has my heart? 
who will operate with the spirit of my son? And when he entrusts us with these people, man, do we have a privilege and an honor, a stewardship over them. And we'll be accountable. Absolutely. But we have a stewardship. That word yeah. stewardship, man, I'm, I'm so with you on that. I, that's a thing that I feel like God's been teaching me in this last season. Uh, whether you're talking about uh, staff members or whether you're talking about lost people coming to your church, that God's looking for who can faithfully steward those. Like, I don't think, yeah. I don't think that, the, that seeing a greater move of God in our churches, I don't think the holdup is with God. I, I think he's looking for those who will be faithful. And so I know like even in our, in our situation, we've been in a pretty serious growth season the last few years, but we've actually done more uh, work to, uh, to tighten up like our discipleship process and how we actually help people uh, be formed as followers of Jesus and how we help people grow in their faith. And we've done way more work in that area, but I think God's just going, Oh, okay, they're ready. Like they'll steward this. They can, Mm. they can handle this. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's that's so true that the people that God gives to us, again, not to own but to serve, the people that God gives to us are are absolutely a stewardship and and uh, sort of to what I was saying earlier, like we I have people on my staff I know like they're not going to retire from working with me. They're going to go do something else. Uh, I want to invest in them in ways that are going to pay off for the kingdom down the road. And I do I think absolutely I'll I'll be answerable for that. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to hear more from Brett Powell, I encourage you to check out the Divine Renovation Network, where we actually do a couple leadership sessions with Brett and take deep dives onto leadership issues. Join us again next week for another summer short.